Yeah, yeah, the Lakers lost to Oklahoma City again last night, Slee. What in the world? I keep I keep waiting for the, the moment. I keep waiting for the, oh, there. It will happen. Fantastic. It I, will happen. I think so. I, I, I really do. I really do think so. But Knox Cruz just tweeted at us and says, the yep. Lakers have become too frustrating to watch. I, I don't. I'm not at frustration. Mm-hmm. I'm at complete confusion. Confusion's the, the right way to describe it. When I say it will happen, um, what I'm referring to there is it doesn't mean that you're not incredibly, you know, disappointed the way they kind of start off the season, the way they're losing other teams. But you just have to imagine at some point, and and maybe it's not going to happen until LeBron gets back. But um, they had a very favorable schedule to start. Mm-hmm. That's going to change. Does you know, it's not going to be a, a layup like it's been so far. LeBron coming back will help. Mm-hmm. Duh, right? Yep. But LeBron's played in some of these games. It's kind of looked the same. It, it, it's not that when LeBron is there, everything is you know puppy dogs and rainbows. It's when LeBron's there, it's better, but it's not a ton better. Which three games did he miss? So he missed the game against Both the San Antonio games. Spurs, yeah. Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City. Yeah. So that means the other six games that he was in, and Lakers are two and three when LeBron wasn't in those games. Then, yeah, it, LeBron helps. Don't let's not get it twisted, but. <laughs> It's not that when LeBron is there, everything is right with the world. Right, it's, there wasn't a 20-point difference no, or something. No, yeah. and and I know that it's very easy, and I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm looking at some of these phone calls that we'll get to in just a second. Um, it's very easy to say Russell Westbrook to, launched a brick at the end of the game, and, and he did. I get it, and he's not the guy that I want taking that shot, and he's, he's probably the exact guy that Oklahoma City wants taking that shot, but it was what you've been saying all morning long. Why did it come down to we needed a seven-second possession at yeah. the end of the game with no timeouts left against a team that's only won one game all season long to win or tie or go to overtime against that team? And it's not as easy as Russ turned it over near the end of the game. It's not that. Do you remember when uh, Lakers lost the first game against the Thunder? So about a week and a half ago. And they were down three. It's kind of funny. It's actually a similar position Lakers win. They're down three on the road in OKC. Russ pulls up and takes an ill-advised, I think, 30 seconds left on the clock. Lakers got lucky. They grabbed the offensive rebound, then called timeout. So it was like, okay, well, Russ took a bad shot. Then Malik Monk comes out of a timeout, goes isolation, takes a 25-footer, airballs it. It's yes. like, what the heck? That's the call that you had at a timeout? But I was going back to that. There's kind of a similar scenario. Yeah, you can analyze the last 30 seconds of the game, but why are the Lakers in a game like this against a team that's a lottery team and they had a 26-point lead, they had a 19-point lead? That bring us, brings us to today's stat hero of the day. You know what it is? Mellow. 0-2 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> that's the stat hero of the day. Uh, the Lakers have played heroic. them twice. <laughs> yeah. And in both of those games, they've obviously lost. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, by the way, just yes. to hit off of that, four games this season with five three-pointers, including last night. Uh, five of ten from the three-point line. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. We greatly appreciate their partnership. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. I want to get to these Laker calls in just one second, but let me let me put this another way. Okay. What's gone really well for the first nine games of the season? What's the what's Give, give me the high points. Um... Carmelo. Yep. I think times, um, I'm probably, you know, trying to find this one, but I think at times you could see how Russ will have his impact all round game down the road. Okay. 
And that um, feels like you're really working hard on I that am. one. Because Russ, at, at best, so far, Russ has been a mixed bag. No, but there's this, been good, this there's is, been bad. This is what I mean. There have been games where LeBron will have his 15-8-8, eight and, eight, mm-hmm. and I've come in here and I've told you, Russ had a better statistically, how can someone have a better all-round game than LeBron in a game? Yeah. Russ has had a couple of those. Statistically. So that's what I'm referring to yeah. when I say that. And you'll have a night where he shoots awful from the field, and then the next night he'll go 6-12. of 12. So there's a little bit of you know some positivity there. After that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, it's, that's the reality. There, there's just the, the one thing that I think every Laker fan would agree on has been a high point. Melo's been really good. His shooting has been on point. He's fit in really well. He's Melo's been great. There's not been, too many after that. No, it's a what, big drop. What off. has not gone well? Everything other than that. Their health has been spotty. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking about LeBron. You look up and down the roster sure. that Ariza's gone down, THT's gone down, uh, none AD has already kind of some bumps and bruises. A thumb last night yep. after having the other thing the other night that he's had his little mm-hmm. bumps and bruises, like you've said. The defense has been bad. Mm-hmm. The fit. So far, I'm I'm conceding that it's a so far. The fit has been odd, mm-hmm. at best odd, at worst bad. Mm-hmm. So you put all these things coaching, together. I mean, I coaching has been too. uneven as well. It's just mm-hmm. that it's really hard to just completely flush these first nine games and say, ah, there's a ton of time left. There is. I get it. We're ten percent of the way through the season. They got ninety percent left to go. But you can't tell me that when just about everything looks less than you were hoping, that everything's fine. And, and I think that there are some Laker fans out there like, no, 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 it's good. As long as it's good in April, May, June, yeah, okay, you know but come on, Can man. Can I tell you something? When I'm, when I'm feeling down, I usually go to Manuel and Gardino because I feel like Manuel Very positive. He's the only one that can kind of get us out of this funk. Manuel, what's going on? Appreciate you calling in. Hey, fellas, as usual, you guys are fantastic on a Friday. Uh, real quick, ask Sleep. It deeply disappoints me that you're campground guy because I'm more of like Travis. If it's not a hotel room at the end of the night, I'm not in. Man, well, let but, me tell you uh, something, man. If I if I could get you but, and Trav and we're both sitting around chilling in front of a campfire, you have a beer, yeah, I have a beer, Trav has a beer. Together, but, no thanks. But here's the thing. I'm okay with having beers with you. I've had beers with Manuel. I've uh-huh. had beers with you, Al. Yeah. I, I like yeah. having beers with people. You just I, want to take a shower and go to bed I just don't want to do yeah. it in the woods. <laughs> Why yes, can't we? Exactly. Yeah. So, let me tell so both. What? Manuel, yeah. you and Trav, you're not invited anymore, okay? <laughs> I'm taking away the invite. Hey, no, wait, hey, we'll be at the Holiday Inn like a mile away chilling in the jacuzzi, so don't worry about it. Well, and, uh, easy, Manuel. I, I don't I don't public jacuzzi. That's streaming, not something that's happening. Streaming a movie. You guys will be just on the internet. I have no service a mile and a half away. Hey, hey so real quick, if you're in that campground... Since you're Mr. Slee, you should be uh, aware of your surroundings. What would you rather go up against? A pack of wolves infiltrating mm-hmm. yep. or one bear? Okay? That's for the Ask Slee afterwards pondering. Yeah. Now, let's get uh, by, to the by the way, Manuel, I already, I already have an answer. It's an easy one. The bear's going to take me out quicker. So let the bear just do its work. I feel like the wolves will oh, there you go. They'll be very strategic. They're like, they let's not take them out right away. They hunt in packs, pa- like you were going to pack say. Hunters are terrifying. Yeah, it's, it, that's not good. <laughs> that just give hyenas. me the bear 15 you seconds seen later. Hyenas do we're work done. on a lion? That's the scariest damn thing in the universe. Hey, I'm see, that's why I'm not camping, guys. I ain't, I ain't going up against a pack of wolves or a bear or even. Well, deer. I'm not in Alaska. I mean, I'm good, man. Not that big bear. Hey, so, 
as far as the Lakers, I think you guys are becoming the panic posse overnight. I mean, we got to remember that this is the 65% of the uh, squad that's suiting up every night, that Russ is in his first nine games of the tenure, which one other thing that I hate about NBA preseason, why the hell is it like one game in Hawaii, one game in Idaho, one game in La- – man, do the damn games where they're going to play. So, anyway, that's a whole other story. But, guys, I do think we need to calm the brakes. You know, we need to pump the brakes. Okay. The Lakers – are going to be fine. And to go on this, why is OKC beating them? How about when we had those garbage Laker teams that were winning 20 wins a season, yet we play out like two of those wins would always be against uh, Golden State? Yes. No, you, you bring up – there was uh, saw it on Twitter earlier, Manuel. Thank you for the call. Um, Bobcats with the Lakers. Remember the Lakers couldn't beat the Bobcats? When they just when the Lakers were really really good, they had an issue with the Bobcats. If the Lakers were looking great and just couldn't beat OKC, it'd be one of those. Well, that's weird. That's not what this is. So I, I think that's the difference here. The other difference is, and he, he said it's only nine games. Manuel, you're right, and and you all said I think that you believe that they're going to be fine. You very mel- very well may be right about that. It's the opponents, Manuel. It's the opponents that they've played that have me feeling the way I do. Had the Lakers looked disjointed, like they didn't fit together, missing shots, poor defensively, and just couldn't get over the hump and had blown a big lead against Utah. Brooklyn or Utah yeah. or Denver or Phoenix or Miami, Milwaukee, yeah, sure, I get it. They're a work in progress. For the vast majority of their first nine games have come against really bad teams. Two against Houston, mm-hmm. two against Oklahoma City, Memphis is maybe slightly above average, but not a ton above average. San Antonio is below average. Phoenix, really good. Golden State, really good. It's the opponents. It's not just what the record is. It's what the record is and what it looks like because of the opponents that they've played. All right, let's go to James and Torrance. James, appreciate you calling in. You're on the Travis and Sleeva Show. What's going on? Hey, how you doing today? Good, James. Thanks for calling. What what what's uh what do you think this over or so far over these nine games? I love the Lakers, but they look average. We have a lot of stars on paper. But I think if you, if you think of the game last night, Russ went on a three-point barrage, and he looked very relaxed. The shot came out of his hand and relaxed. But when it got real tight, then his shots were clanking off the rim. There was a point when um, Carmelo was knocking him down, too, and he was looking for the ball. Uh, Russ was on the edge, on the, on the three-point line, and he didn't even look at um, Carmelo. I don't think it was anything malicious. I just think he didn't look in his direction, and Carmelo waved his hands at him. Toward the end, that last shot, I don't blame Russ for that because they double-teamed um, Carmelo. He couldn't get the ball. Time was running out. But Russ needs to stop shooting so many threes. He needs to slash and get near to the basket. I think we'll be better after that. Thanks, James. I, I, I think that He's right about that. The it's I don't think Russ does anything that's malicious. I don't think he's out there saying, "Oh, he's I don't care. I'm no, taking this. I want to win the he game." He wants to win. He wants to win. Yeah. But he also has that thing that great players have where what's the best way to win? Me. Me. You know, Jerry Rice wanted the ball. You know, Randy Moss wants the ball. Sure. They come in and give me the, Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you throw it to Randy Moss? Russell Westbrook believes that the best chance for him to win the game is by him trying to win the game. Do you by feel himself. do you feel like he felt that way cuz I don't. Do you think he felt that way in that last possession? I do. You really I do? do? I, I I do. I and I don't think it was done out of anything other than I think I'm going to make this shot. 
I, I think I'm going to make the shot. Now, I, I think he was put in an incredibly tough position. That's not to negate the turnover. That's it, not to negate the bad defense on Dort. You're going to double Shea Gilgis. Like, I, I don't understand what he was doing there. It's also not to negate him taking a three and the Thunder saying, sounds fantastic. I, I, you but make I, a good case, But Al? if Carmelo's open at the top of the key, he's passing him the ball. You, you make – he's I, passing that, him the that's ball. The of part where, that's the part where <laughs> – I don't. I don't agree with that. Two I, guys on Carmelo. I, I don't. I, I agree. I know that Carmelo was covered, and I'm not saying that he should have thrown it into a guy that's got two guys on him. I understand. What I'm saying is, I'm not so sure that ball goes there, even if he is open. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's the thing with Russ. This was the beginning of my hesitation when this trade was announced. He plays one way. He he is a thousand miles an hour. He's incredibly intense. He's an unbelievably competitive. He's a fantastic player, but. This is what he does. This is what he's done for more or less his entire career. And I'm I'm worried that when LeBron is out there, you said it, well, he wouldn't have the ball in his hands. Yeah. I hope not. I hope but, I'm, but not, you know, I'm but not convinced Trav, yet. But you know what the problem is? The problem is if we're walking away from last night's game and all people are going to talk about is Russell Westbrook towards the end of the game, I really think we're missing the whole thing. I, I don't I disagree. really do. I, I've been saying that all day. Mm -hmm. This is not a Russ thing. There was some rough Russ moments towards the end of the game. It's a Lakers thing. Lakers have played poorly just about every game they've played this season for stretches of it. Now, yeah. they've won a handful of them, mostly because they're playing bad teams, but this is not a Russ is killing them. This is the Lakers don't look Collectively. good. Collectively. This is a Lakers don't look good thing. Let's try, uh, what do you want, Slee? Let's go Chris and Gardena. Chris, what's Chris. going on? You're on the uh, Travis and Sleeva show. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hope you guys are having a great day. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, my thoughts on this, man, is that I think it begins with the coach. I think it began with Frank Vogel. I think it, I think it began with him in preseason. I think that, you know, when the Lakers are – when you watch the Lakers during preseason and everybody's laughing, joking on the bench, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, we know we're the Lakers and it's not going to be a problem. But I think that Frank didn't really drive into these guys that, look, you guys are a million-dollar young men, but, you know, you guys will have to get on it. Like, I don't think Steve Kerr – I don't think – Mark Jackson, I don't think Phil Jackson, any of them would have had those guys, you know, with the mindset that they have. And I think they need to just, like you said a little while ago, they need to tighten up and tighten it up quick. Chris, appreciate you calling in. Can I, can I say something? I, I think there's, I think there is something about coach. Um, you know, we're talking about the players. We're talking about how they're playing. We're talking about their performances. We're talking about them kind of holding them responsible. Coach as well. I, I, I hated hearing yesterday, well, you know, the lead was early. And, um, you know, you're up 19 points. Take, take a listen to this. Well, they're going to keep playing. It's a, the NBA game is, is a long game. Early leads don't really mean anything in the modern NBA. Um, you know, you got to keep playing. We learned that lesson last week. No, you didn't. Um, but they made their run in the, in the second quarter. And, you know, it's a 48-minute game. You got to play four quarters. What I wanted to hear, what I was hoping to hear is, yeah, you know, we dropped the ball again. This can't happen. That's on me. You know, I cannot have our team – I'm responsible for them, even if it's just talk. I'm respond. I'm as responsible as anybody else blowing that 19-point lead, that 26-point lead. But he said something. Chris said something about you know the players joking around during the preseason, not really paying attention to the preseason. That's on the players. I, I, these are not. This is not. These it's are everybody. not 18 and 19-year-olds. I'm not cutting anybody off on that. I, the players are certainly responsible for it but as I'm well. That, it's what, everybody. What I'm saying is, this is not a team that was. Dwight Howard's been in the league for how long? DeAndre and Rondo and like Kent Bazemore I, I and Russ. And you're not wrong. If they want to approach the preseason one way, 
that's okay because they're all vets. But at the end of the day, it's, you start the season, they still look like they're kind of playing but preseason if you're, basketball. But if you've seen your vets and your veteran guys that you're talking about going through it for a while, at some point it's your responsibility to get but them to snap tell? out of it. You're going to tell LeBron James or, or Carmelo yes. Anthony? I'm not saying it's an easy job. I, I get it's a super difficult job, but you, if Al, if he can't tell them anything, then why have a coach That's at all? That's not the point. The point is, is that it's these players have been around the league for so long. They get the ups and downs. They get the grind of the eighty-two. They get what happens when you play a bad team like the Thunder and you go up big. That they could potentially come back. There's also mistakes that are happening. It's like a vet team shouldn't have mistakes like this. I agree, but just because they're a vet team doesn't mean that the coach doesn't no, they have some be responsibility. They, they have to have somebody that's saying, guys, I know you've been in this league for 20 years, but you're not doing this right. Here's the right way to do it. You know the right way to do it, but you're not doing it. That's something that needs to happen as well. Lots of phone calls to get to, and here's the other part, Al. We haven't even mentioned something that has nothing to do with what's happening now, but might have something to do with what happens coming up next. Straight ahead, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. You got better uh, mechanics than SGA on that three-point shot, Slee? <laughs> you you more Clay Thompson form. or you more SGA? Uh, Clay is arguably the greatest shooter of all times. So yes. I will never. No, no, I'm not talking about like. My... I'm just saying mechanically. Like, do you do you look because SG elbows look, in shot went down elbows in <laughs> follow through is there. Yeah. Uh, what I don't do and I never have in my life. You know, real shooters mm -hmm. they use their legs. Yeah, no, that's a lot. I, of I'm, yeah. What do you mean? Get <laughs> off the ground? You want me to? <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines from the movie Major League, uh -huh. right? You know, when uh, Roger Dorn, their their overpaid third baseman. What do you want me to do? Dive for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. it, kind awesome. of, it, it kind of encapsulates my entire existence. Like, what do you want me to do? Well, you got to bend your knees more. What, what do you if, mean, bend my knees more? What if somebody saw me trying? Well, how bad would that be for my look? All just, upper body, <laughs> everything. Just kind of overhead yeah, press. This is all upper body. Oh, no doubt about it. So, uh, you've got no game tonight. You've got no a game, game tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But uh, what do you got going for the weekend? You got anything good? You and Lady Slee have plans? Uh, do a little spectrum tonight. Okay. Do a quick little uh, little okay. uh, uh, TV Laker uh, right action there. right there. That's good. I'm glad for you. Happy yep. for you. But you're no longer allowed to complain about your work schedule because if you're taking your night off to go talk more about the Lakers, that's yeah. your problem. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, you can't really kind of, you know, I'm not going to say no. It's not like those are there every day. So you, you certainly take that opportunity. That's number one. Uh -huh. But right after that, going to do some uh, dinner, a nice Italian restaurant, do a little, just going to load up on the carbs for the marathon that I'm not running. <laughs> Do you like Michael that? Scott in the office eating the fettuccine Alfredo, <laughs> just shoveling that it down your gullet? The most underrated scene in the office of all time. There's so many good ones. It's dripping in cream sauce. It's so gross. Oh, he's so good. So Tommy Lasorda. And then Saturday the game, and then Sunday we'll do a little SoFi. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a good a busy weekend. weekend. Tommy Lasorda, RIP, mm-hmm. uh, used to come in and host uh, the Jim Rome show when Jim was off and I was working there. And Tommy would come in and, you know, Tommy had an appetite. So we would always make sure that Tommy was fed. And it was I loved it because that means we're getting enough for everybody, yeah. right? Everybody's going to eat. And so there was an Italian place in the bottom of the building where we worked. Oh, that's dangerous. And and it was it was good. It wasn't mm-hmm. like next level greatest yeah. time, but it was, it was perfectly fine. And we would always have somebody order kind of just a little bit of everything, right? And so Tommy would do work on 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 the food, and there was one little of the you know the takeout things, the foil with the paper, they peel the edge back, mm-hmm. and one of them had fettuccine Alfredo in it with the, the chicken and all that stuff. And Tommy was so disgusted by it, he's like, "Real Italians don't eat that. Like that's not that that's not a real Italian thing." He would only go with the more traditional thing. That's Americanized. Do you remember Italian. that old commercial? It was like, I don't know how long ago it was, and it was like this Italian family, and they're all sitting at the table. Abundanza. And, hey, oh, hey, doing all that. And it was a commercial for Olive Garden. Yeah. Yeah, it it was this like, yeah. hey, it's the most authentic thing here. This is what we do in Sicily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could I get the- Eight quarts of cream. I don't. I don't think that's uh, that's how that goes. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, Lakers lost last night, and let's put that aside for a you second. Want to know the is, schedule coming is, up? Is, not quite yet, but yes, I do. LeBron's going to be out for air quotes at least a week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm not going to try to spin. I'm genuinely worried about this. This has my full attention because LeBron is remarkably durable. Has played virtually every night you know i know that load management is part of the modern nba it's his 63rd season i I get it and i'm not saying it's anybody's fault he started playing in 1964 (laughs) he was he and koozie were wicked together in the backcourt um it's nobody's fault it's not lebron's fault it's not the lakers fault it's time yeah undefeated right and once it starts to happen and you said it a minute ago when you went through some numbers about how often he played in cleveland and then in miami and then in cleveland the second time and now here with the lakers LeBron was basically indestructible in Cleveland both times and in Miami. He came to L.A. and he had the groin strain and he missed some time. Mm -hmm. Then the next year was the pandemic year, which I think in a really odd way allowed him to be at his absolute best because they shut down, you ramp back up. It's a relatively short period of time. You kind of sprint to it uh, and they win the title. Now you come back again, and last year he had the ankle thing. I know somebody crashed into him, but he still missed a bunch of time. And now this year... We're already gonna. We're already at a point where he's gonna miss a, at least a week. This is how it goes. It it would be disingenuous to say, "Oh, that'll heal and he'll be back and he'll leave LeBron." I hope so, but I don't know, man, because this is how these things go. Well, you you brought up something, you know, very early on. I think you said this a couple of days ago. The the thing that worries you about LeBron is we're nine games in, mm-hmm. right? So it's the fact that that's when you're supposed to be your freshest. This is when off of his you longest came off, off the offseason and you had an opportunity to kind of regroup. And that's not just Braun. That's also Anthony Davis. He had a lot of bumps and bruises, you know, obviously in that uh, in that playoff run. So with all that being said, listen, I, I think it's fair to say there's some concern here of what will, you know, how will LeBron's body do this year? Why not? Of course it's going to be. And I think they're going to also be incredibly cautious knowing sure. where he is at As this stage of be. his career. And, you know, we'll take it from there, but, you know, obviously no timetable of maybe it's a week, maybe it's like, I have no idea, so we'll just wait and see. Okay, schedule coming up. Yeah. So up to this point, nine games into the season, the Lakers have had the easiest schedule nine games in. 
So at some point that's going to change. Tomorrow, let me let me go through the next next few games for the Lakers, okay? They have the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. After that game against the Portland Trailblazers, which this game is at the Moda Center, you and I already talked about, it's a tough place to go in at. I don't care that Portland's not that good because they're not that good, but it's a tough place to win. Portland's just lost three games in a row on the road. Always struggled there. They're going to be desperate. They're going to need a, a win just like the Lakers. So you're at Portland tomorrow. After that, Charlotte's a up and coming, a team that's you better know, than OKC, better much Houston. better than they have been. That's going to be at Staples Center. Miami Heat might be the best team in the NBA, other than when I said that, and then Boston spanked them yesterday in Miami. That did not help my argument. After that, you got the Minnesota Timberwolves, then the Spurs, then the Chicago Bulls. So after the game against Portland, your next five games back at Staples Center. Twelve of the first fifteen games you play this year are all at Staples Center. Yeah. These next five games you play, or six games including Portland, now you're starting to play 500 teams. You're starting to play teams that are over 500. You're starting to play teams that could represent the Eastern Conference in Miami. You're going to start playing some some better teams, so the competition's going to get better. That's my curiosity on the Lakers. You played bad teams. You clearly played down to your competition. We're hoping they played down to their competition. That's, that's the best-case scenario. So now when you start having tougher games – um, let's see how the Lakers kind of handle this. Once that stretches over of the 12 of the first 15 at Staples Center, you're at Milwaukee, you're at Boston, you're at New York, you're at Indiana. You can start playing some games that all of a sudden these are none of these games are gimmies. And even the games they've played so far obviously haven't been gimmies. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really confusing early part of the season. It's not a catastrophe. But it's been far less than expected and really confusing along the way. Uh, let's go to Curtis in Santa Ana. Curtis, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Curtis? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I just want to say is good morning, Travis. Hello. Um, Lakers are getting beat in three phases of the game. Number one phase is coaching. Not wrong combinations. Not offensive players on the floor at the same time. Um Overplaying some some players, not resting properly. Second phase, yep. Second phase is um, turnovers. Lakers are turning the ball over, forcing the ball when not needed. Um, try to force the pass. And the last phase is defensive assignments. I mean, the players really don't know. They're like they don't have no scheme. They're just scoring, and here's get a man. And then teams are just basically going right at them, up the middle. In the bucket. So, the- appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Chris. We want to kind of squeeze a couple more calls in here. Uh, Jason in Downey. Jason, what's going on? You're on the Travis and Sleeva show. So I was at that choke job of a game last night, and I can honestly say with my whole heart, the greatest moment of that whole game for me was Big Al taking a selfie with me. So I appreciate it very much. Oh, guys, okay. Thank you again. I'm frustrated, guys. Westbrook has looked pretty good. These were supposed to be the get right games and the games that Travis come in and said, you know what? The fit's still not that perfect, but now I see why we got him. And um, everyone wants to bag on him, like, oh, it's his fault. Big Al, you said it best. They should have not have been in a one-possession game with them. Same with Houston. They should have not been a missed three-pointer away from thinking, oh, God, we have a real problem. So they need to get their act together. But like you guys said, I'm panicking and I'm frustrated. Have a great day. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. What are we doing on a Friday? We're sending people, like, we're supposed to kind of calm them down. They're all no, walking into no, Friday. Wrong. They're walking into a local <laughs> CVS asking for a pack of Marble Reds. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> Travis Lee's brought to you by to Goodyear. Enjoy my weekend with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. How much did you pay that guy to have him call you Big Al three times? Are you trying to make that a thing on the show? <laughs> Seventy-five bucks. Seventy-five dollars. Um, look, it's not Russell Westbrook's fault. Mm-hmm. I hope that no one's taking that away. That that's my takeaway. It's not. I don't think I've come within a hundred miles of saying that. It's flashy to say. I think people it, like saying it. And if you look I, at the last thirty seconds of the game, he was but, involved in plays that have you know, I have at any point in the start of the season have I said that Russell Westbrook is the reason the Lakers are not playing well? No, no, you haven't. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think so. I just want to make sure that that's what I'm actually coming out of my mouth. But it is a Laker problem. Russ is one of the issues that I think is going on with this team, but he's not the only issue. I, I still think that one of the things, and you can't point to a statistic other than maybe the free throw issue that you mentioned the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a ton of things you point at with Anthony Davis statistically and say, oh, rebound the ball more, block more shots, you know, uh, score more points. It's not that, but if you watch these games, like, dude, can you just end this? I thought you're one of these guys. And it's just not happening. You want to feel their uh, presence, yeah. right? Some of these other guys, you definitely want to feel their presence. All right, more of your phone calls when we come back. Uh, we'll get a chance to just really quickly. Chargers, Raiders got some big games in the AFC West this Von weekend. Von Miller, baby. Von Miller for the Los Angeles Rams. So we'll hit on the NFL as well. 877-710-ESPN if That's you want right. to be a part of the show. <laughs> stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pretty excited to have been at that In-N-Out last night. Got to hang out with my son, some of his friends. We went to a CIF high school football game last night. It was awesome. Did a little In-N-Out post game. Did you no, cover it? No, I just watched. Do you feel like any sporting event you go to now, especially like football related for you? Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that at halftime. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if Dana Hill's football was really a uh, halftime sort of show. They, they lost in overtime. It was a great game. Dad, why do you have a notepad with you? <laughs> I was that sad guy. Cause, you know, and why does it say presented by Hyundai? <laughs> the, uh, the, so I take the kids to the game. They meet up with some of their other friends, and they're in this little pocket in the stands. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm not an idiot. Well, I might be an idiot, but I'm not an idiot about this. I know not to go sit next to my 15-year-old son and his friends. I know yeah. that that's the last thing they want. So I picked a different spot, you know, kind of sort of near them because I wanted to see the game, yeah. but not so much that I was involved in their conversations. And apparently I was too close because they very quickly relocated after they saw and where I close, sat bro. down. 
Too close. <laughs> Got a nice uh, interaction with Brandon, who works for the gas company. He uh, introduced himself last night at that in and out So, Brandon, if you're uh, driving around, listen to you. Thanks for that. And uh, if you see Salee, you should make sure that you say hello to him as well. Okay, I got a post I'm going to read here real quick okay. right, on Instagram. So, Von Miller put out a quick happy birthday message to Odell Beckham Jr., um, I love you, man. Come to the Rams so we can chase the ring together. That's what he put on there. Um, yes, Beckham still has to go through waivers. Uh-huh. So that's got to get itself figured out. What do you think of Von Miller recruiting a little I, I OBJ? Like, I like that Von Miller feels like he wants to bring more good players to the Rams. I yep. love that idea. I think that Odell Beckham Jr. would be a terrible idea on the Rams. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I don't see where the need is. and it, mm-hmm. Because, look, what was his problem? Why why was Odell Beckham so unhappy? In Wasn't getting the ball enough? Right. You're going to throw him the ball instead of Cooper Cup? No. You're going to throw him the ball instead of Robert Woods? No. Is he going to be happy being the third wide receiver? No. What, what happened last week? Uh-huh. Deshaun Jackson is now a free agent sure. because he said, hey, why don't I get the ball? And the Rams said, you know what? You don't have to be here anymore. Odell different, like right? Odell different just because of age he, and, and still has the, you know, has still the would have the ability to, to, to contribute. Really? Are we sure about that? I think so. When when was he last an impactful player in this league? With the Giants? Right. <laughs> this is my point. Like this this Okay, is- so what what is he? He's all name? He's not I think he is. Hmm. I mean, he's, don't get me wrong. He's not a bum. He made one of the greatest catches you're ever going to see. Put that aside. He had yep. a couple of mm-hmm. very productive seasons in New York. So you don't think he can help the Rams? I I that's not the right question. I, is he a good fit on the Rams is the right question. Would he make the Rams better on a piece of paper? Yeah, yeah, he's a name that could do some stuff. The Rams do not need another guy who has to have the ball. Okay, so what if Odell Beckham Jr. says, hey, guys, listen, I just want to chase uh, a, a Super Bowl. I know what you guys are building here. I know uh-huh. Von Miller just came over. Uh, he's a buddy of mine. I, any way that I can help, I know I could be a, still be a threat, especially because you have all these other threats on your team. I'm here. Whatever you need. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that's probably what you said to Cleveland, right? And he that got did, traded to Cleveland. No, I, I get it, but he he wants the ball. I'm not going to do what people tell me. I'm going to go by what they do. And what Odo Beckham has done has been terribly mediocre for the last couple of seasons and apparently was such a problem to have around that they decided, you know what, you should just go home. I don't, I don't need that. The Rams have great chemistry. The Rams play really well. They're they're very good at the wide receiver. Now, there's some depth stuff here, right? Mm-hmm. Tutu Atwell's gone for the season. Deshaun Jackson was released. Yep. You've got your three guys. You've got Cup, Woods, and Jefferson. Those are your three guys. They could use some depth. They added some guys to the practice squad. We'll see that Skoranek, he's on there as well. But I do not need another guy who feels like he needs to be the center of attention. And and he can tell me he doesn't need it, but his actions say he does. Well, why don't you go hit back Von Miller and tell him that? Okay? <laughs> no, Von, you, no, no. Go Von, tell Von Miller Von when you see him on Sunday. To his opinion, I just deeply disagree with that. I just do not see it at all. I think I think the Rams are going to be absolutely fantastic on Sunday. If Von Miller, let's say he's 90% of the best version of Von Miller we've seen. And he's kind of 90% I don't think, I don't think of that. He needs to be 90%. I, I, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if he's just really good, he doesn't need to be you know defensive player of the year level good, Sure, but just good. We've gone from one of the best teams in the league to the best team in the league okay, with so this, just that guy. This is what I think is going to be exciting about the Rams moving forward. They now got some stiff competition. They're going to play a lot better teams. The last three weeks have been uh, arguably three of the, you know, the 
bottom feeders of maybe take Giants off that list. They're decent. They're yeah, but they're below. You know, they're below average. They've won but two games. I, I I say that because it's really kind of tough to gauge these last three weeks. We know the Rams are good. Nobody's questioning that. We know they're a very small handful of teams that can represent the NFC at least to this point, and kind of the same thing in the AFC. It's a little bit more open in the AFC. But this, you're going to start finding these next three weeks. You got the Titans, yes, without Derrick Henry, but it's a nationally televised game. You say the 49ers were after that. Yep. Always gives the you know bad the, 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 the Rams, Rams. some, uh, some a difficulty. Bad matchup for them. And then uh, Bye and then Packers. And then the Packers. So you're going to have some matchups here that you're going to start seeing, okay, is this Rams team kind of separated themselves from the pack or are they still got a little ways to go? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's my concern with the Rams. There's one there's one part of this team that I look at and say that's not championship good enough. It's not the defense, it's not the offense, it's not the quarterback, it's not the wide receivers, it's not the ability to get to Special the quarterback. Teams? Yeah. yeah. That look, how often in the playoffs, Al, do <laughs> sure. we see one of these games turn on a special teams sure. play? Constantly. Mm-hmm. In the last two weeks, the Rams have given up two fake punts and let the other team recover two different onside kicks. The Rams return game, both yep. on kick and punt, yep. is non existent. What did I didn't I tell you? I said if we can get through, if I can use one term at any part of the show, then it was a good show. It was a fugazi. <laughs> Don't pay attention to some of that special team stuff. You needed to wait. This is the only reason why I say that. These teams are desperate. They're doing things that normal teams are not going to do. I know what you're saying. You have concern because when you have a big lead and teams are desperate and they're winless or whatever the case is, they're just going to do things that other teams won't do. I get the put your alarm on because they had some of those moments, but... When I say it's a fugazi, as in as the season progresses, I don't think Tennessee or I don't think the Packers, I don't think these other teams are going to be kind of these random um, college football plays, desperation. I hope you're right, but here's here's where I keep going back to that. I would buy that with one big fat exception. Okay. After the Lions game, where the Lions converted two fake punts and recovered an onside kick. Sean McVay was asked after the game, did they just catch you, you know, flat-footed? No, he said they were prepared. He said, no, we knew they were coming. <laughs> I was like, that, oh, Sean, that, Sean, that, abort mission. That's a problem. Yeah. Because, first of all, I thought he put uh, Joe D. Camillus, their special teams coach, kind of on, on notice. Yeah. That, that was a, hey, no, uh, no, we knew they were coming. We just didn't do it right. It's a problem. You When the Rams were bad, okay, this is weird. When the Rams were bad, their special teams were extraordinary. Mm. They were blocking punts and kicks and long returns and Greg Zerline's kicking 55-yard field goals and Johnny Hecker is, you know, he's he's throwing passes, he's booming giant punts. But as they've gotten better, their depth and all of these other things where your special teams guys go, and this goes back to what we're talking about with draft picks. This goes back to them getting rid of who, – who plays special teams? Your backups. Mm. Rams backups gave up three touchdowns to the Houston Texans in one quarter. I don't know if it's a, oh, we were caught asleep. I think it's more of a, we can't stop these plays. Who's atop the AFC West by the time we get to the weekend, all right? So the Raiders are playing at New York, Mm -hmm. and the Chargers got, what do we say, Philly? Philly? Um, They're at Philadelphia. Kansas City's got the Packers. But the, atop the AFC, they're they. Oh, you're they talking like actual standings, not like feelings. Five and two are the Raiders. Uh-huh. Four and three are the Chargers. Are they tied? Did uh, are the Raiders still atop? What What do you think happens? They're, they're the going to be exactly where they are right now because I okay. think they're both going to win. Mm-hmm. I think that they the Giants are a team that is 
the Giants are good at kind of beating themselves at the last moment, finding a way to do it. Um, the Raiders, the, the Raiders are kind of a wild card because of everything that's gone on with the Raiders this week as well. I think the Chargers are going to smoke Philly. I really do. Partly because of what you talked me into, and partly just they kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Smoke. I don't know if they'll smoke, but they'll, they'll win. Philly sucks. Yeah, they'll win. They've beaten the Lions, like the Jags, and one other really meet and Carolina. They're not well, a good team. Just as you start taking the attention off the Chargers, they'll probably they'll, they'll win this game. They <laughs> will. That's what they do. It'll be too, it'll be close. The Chargers aren't going to do anything. I'll, uh, I'll I'll play I'll play the game with you along the way. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I need the Lakers to go into Portland on Saturday night. Done. Win the game. You know, I don't even know if it has to be comfortable. But let's win the game. Let's let's make one of those game ending shots. Let's be the team that maybe comes back from How about eight four or 10 win back. at four point win at Portland. Kind of calm the waters a little bit. And then we're going to have some really good matchups next week at Staples Center. That would be nice. Just, just a, We need a palate cleanser. You know, sometimes they'll bring you the little sorbet before yeah. you go to the next course. Mm-hmm. I always like that. That's always pretty good. But we need one of those. I need Portland to be the lemon sorbet of I the Lakers season. I usually just like a shrimp, and then I'm like, yeah, bring me steak. Give me an onion roll. Let me let me let me clean this palate up with a, a blue awesome blossom. <laughs> Give me an onion roll. Do you do that by the way when you're at? Uh, we brought Olive Garden up earlier, uh-huh. so let's do it. With, you know how they bring the unlimited salad and breadsticks. Yes. Do you not even say anything with the way? Like, do you do one of these? <laughs> Just we'll run it back. Yeah, like, it's I'm, the like, same. What, what the, did the, I say? Reset the, the review, twenty-four second clock. The reset the twenty-four, <laughs> or they're going to review in the NBA. So the referee puts one finger up and just kind of puts his hand around. I could see you. She's on the other side. She's on the other side. You look at her and you just go like this. And she knows. Get breadsticks. We could do have once more breadsticks. <laughs> so the bread at a restaurant is interesting. If it's well, if it, if the bread's really good and warm, I'm gonna murder a basket of bread. But if it's kind of like those sticks, or it's a little bit stale, or the butter's all jacked not, but, up, but it's I'm also out. it's it's you got to be careful with the bread. That's the problem with Speak the bread. For yourself when it's really really good, yeah. and you have 30 minutes until your entree comes out. By the time my entree comes out, it's like God dang it. I'm still going to eat everything. I, 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 I just don't feel good. I'm just going to assume that this is true. I've never experienced this phenomenon that you're talking about. It didn't. Uh, sir, we brought you four <laughs> bread baskets. Please. Hey, please. What does unlimited mean in your house? See that? See that older couple over there? They didn't get a bread basket. We're out of bread. Sounds like an old people problem. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. You just look at that. It was delicious. I love it. Let's try another phone call here on the Dr. Pepper call in line. It is PJ in Los Angeles. PJ, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Uh, Travis and Slee, thank you guys for taking my call. I really enjoy uh, you guys' show every day. Thank appreciate you. That. A lot. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. No problem. I mean, I wanted to talk about the Lakers, but uh, you guys switched, you know, a lot of subjects. I don't know where to start, but I want to actually bring up the bread conversation. Um, I don't know if you guys went to Cheesecake Factory and tried that brown bread. Have you guys tried that before? Yeah, yeah sure. Bread? Yeah. Outback has something similar. Bread. 
Yeah, it's okay, great. Okay, but the, but the PJ, do you agree that you kind of kind of you know portion yourself a little bit, control what's happening because by the time because PJ, this is something I could see Trav is doing. I could see Trav having uh, a couple a couple um, uh, trips with the the waitress coming back, and we appreciate you calling in. We could have a couple trips of the bread coming in, the salad coming in, and then Trav saying, I'll just take a small bowl of soup. I'm done. <laughs> no. I, it, put it this you way. paid $9 for your if, Olive Garden meal. If you if you and I are ever out yeah. and you hear me say to the waiter or the waitress, I'll take the small bowl of soup. You need to get to me in the hospital immediately. I'm having a stroke. I, they're, they're, you remember my, when my, you went through that stage where you were like eating a half burger? Yeah, it wasn't great. And it everybody was, was like, yeah, it's just not the same track. Yeah, no, I was having problems. My friends were looking at me. They were concerned that I was having like a health crisis or some sort of mental breakdown. And it's probably somewhere in between those things. It, it was not great along the way. Uh, let's try one more here. Let's try Josh in Covina. Josh, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, Travis. Uh, Slee, what's going on? Appreciate you guys uh, finally coming on the radio. Um, I just want to touch on the Lakers. Um, I don't really necessarily think um, there's no chemistry. I just think the scheme of things need to be approached differently. I think if you might have, you know, you start LeBron James at the five and then just put Anthony Davis on the four, you play small ball. And, I mean, the intangibles are there. I just think uh, just this scheme is not. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think there's a bigger – there's more than just one thing. Like I don't think Trav, if tomorrow they start executing better and more screens are set and mm-hmm. you know the more timeouts are called and they're doing stuff in on the sidelines. That's I don't know how much of it is strategic. I, I think there's a part of me that thinks the rotations are all over the place. I think a lot of guys don't really know what minutes they're going to play, and and that's part of the beginning part of the season that they're figuring whether it's Monk or. Uh, Avery Bradley or go down the list of all these different guards Cam Bazemore that the Lakers have maybe that changes over time yeah it's not one thing that that to me is the most concerning part about this mm-hmm. if it were one thing I really wouldn't be that worried yeah. it's a handful or maybe a couple of handfuls of things let's go to the dump first of all it's called squaw bread that dark bread the Outback has a version cheesecake has a version a lot of nice restaurants have a version so a little warm butter on that squaw bread not a bad way to do it Odell Beckham Jr. yep turns 29 years old today you you would want him on your team wouldn't you if other big time players want him on the team yes if Von Miller is saying yep bring him in here and if some of the if Matt Stafford is coming out, so I'd love to have Odell Be- uh, Beckham on this team. If it's if it's other star veteran players that want him on the team, yes. Yeah. But they got to give the they have to be the ones that say yes, we want him on. He this team. hasn't been a very good player for a while. It's not he's having a bad year or he's coming off of. Hey, a if bad nobody year. else is coming out he, and saying they want him on the team, that's a different story. Yeah. All right. George Foreman knocked out unbeaten Michael Moore to win the World Heavyweight Championship in 1994. Yeah. That was George Foreman 2.0. That wasn't George Foreman who fought Ali. That right. This was the overweight, balding guy who ever mm-hmm. thought was a joke yep. who actually ended up winning the heavyweight title again. Bro, the only thing that matters when you talk Foreman, let's get that let's get that chicken in there. Let's <laughs> Do you have one? You know I haven't had one in years, but, but I did. know oh, of course I did. Yeah. In college? Yeah. Every I thought I was literally the next chef. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I I'm, I'm the guy. I mean, look at the grill marks look, on here. Yeah, I was just going to beat me to it. Look at the grill look at marks. The oil I dripping down. I caught it in the tray. How do people find the pods? All right, uh, ESPN app on iTunes. 
to search the Travis and Sleeper Show. Get the full three hours from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> You're like Michael Scott cooking his foot on the uh, Foreman Grill. Mason in Ireland is coming up next. I see Ramona in the house. I'm assuming that she is in for one of the guys. So Ramona is here. It is Travis Slee. We'll see you Monday morning, 9.55 on Travis and Sleep.